Attention people who still care. How can regular people like us invest in a way that fixes our broken financial system? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, U.S. Bank pays $15 million to settle claims about its subsidiary, MUFG Union Bank, about deceiving its customers. But before we get into that, I first would like to tell a story. This story is about the renowned food manufacturing company known as Delacy Foods. For decades, Delacy Foods had prided itself on providing high quality products to its loyal customers. However, as time went by, the company found itself facing mounting pressure to increase its profits and maintain a competitive edge in the market. The corporate culture of Delacy Foods led to executives and employees cutting corners to relieve the pressure and achieve higher profits. Faced with missing quotas and losing their jobs, the company's executives started to engage in deceptive food labeling practices to bolster profits. Under the guise of reducing production costs, the executive team decided to manipulate the ingredients list and information on their products. The first step was to re replace expensive ingredients with cheaper alternatives without updating the labels. For instance, they substituted real fruit extracts with artificial flavorings and used lower grade oils in place of premium ones they had been using. Yet, on the packaging, the claims remain unchanged, boasting of the product's natural and premium qualities. The deceptive practice worked. The, the executive team all received bonuses and Delacy Foods' profits soared. Many of the company's executives, including the CEO, went on to find higher paying positions at other companies. It wasn't until 15 years later that the truth about Delacy Foods' deceptive practices began to unravel. A few customers sent a number of different Delacy Food products to a third-party lab. The lab discovered the true ingredients. The customers sent their findings to the news media, exposing the company's unethical practices to the public. Delacy Foods was fined and had to pay retribution to the customers that it had deceived, but by that time, all of the executive team that started the deceptive labeling had left the company and never faced any consequences. Now, the story I just said is total fiction, but deceptive practices and toxic corporate culture is very real, which leads us to our main news story of the day. U.S. Bank to pay $15 million to settle claims about its subsidiary MUFG Union Bank deceiving its customers. U.S. Bank just agreed to pay $15 million to the Office of the Comptroller, Comptroller of the Currency to settle claims about its subsidiary MUFG Union Bank regarding deceiving customers about the terms of their accounts. Sadly for U.S. Bank, the nation's fifth largest, they only bought MUFG Union Bank last October and are paying for the smaller bank's unethical actions. 
The OCC's investigation found that MUFG union employees misled and deceived customers about the fees associated with their safe deposit boxes, private banking program, and mortgage accounts. The OCC found that some of these deceptive practices went as far back as 2005. The settlement requires U.S. Bank to, to pay $15 million in restitution to affected customers, implement new training programs for its employees, and establish a new independent oversight committee to monitor its compliance with the law. The settlement sends a clear message that the OCC will not tolerate banks that deceive their customers, said Acting Comptroller Michael H. Barr. He continued to say that, we will hold banks accountable for their actions and ensure that they are providing accurate and transparent information to their customers, end quote. U.S. Bank has apologized for the misconduct and said that it is committed to providing its customers with the best possible service. We are committed to providing our customers with the highest level of service and transparency, said U.S. Bank CEO Richard Davis. We sincerely apologize for any inconvenience or distress that this may have caused our customers. End quote. In the long run, though, U.S. Bank will benefit from acquiring MUFG Union Bank and adding about a million new customers, $133 billion in assets, $58 billion in loans, and $90 billion in deposits to its balance sheets. This is the latest in a series of settlements between banks and the OCC over allegations of deceptive practices. In recent years, the OCC has fined banks billions of dollars for misleading customers about overdraft fees, credit card interest rates, and other financial products. Now, this comes as no surprise to me, being that the banking industry is the most penalized industry in the United States. What makes matters worse is that just four banks control half of all the banking assets in this country. Those banks in order are number one, Chase, number two, Bank of America, number three, Wells Fargo, and number four, Citigroup. Now, if you go on to the Violation Tracker's website, and take a look at the top 10 most uh, penalized companies in this country, guess who is at the very top of the list? Bank of America. Number two is Chase. Number four is Citigroup. And number six is Wells Fargo. Now, U.S. Bank is way down on the list at number 82. Uh, and perhaps if they were more unethical, they would be more profitable and be in that top four list. Uh, but because they're, they decide to uh, only have uh, a limited amount of violations, they are not considered in the, the, the big four and are hovering just below at number five. Uh, now, this is, this is a big problem uh, because there is this, this pressure of constantly increasing quarterly profits uh, because they're publicly traded. And if they don't increase their profits, well, these banks' uh, share prices will go down. And 
in order to increase profits, it's inevitable that these banks engage in unethical practices. And these unethical practices will lead to fines and regulations, which makes it even more expensive for these companies to operate, which in turn increases the pressure to increase their quarterly profits. Now, this is a cycle that seems like it will never uh, go away because regulations and fines do nothing about this pressure that these publicly traded banks feel to constantly increase their, their profits. And to make matters worse are retirees. Everyone who has a retirement account uh, is, in, uh, is most likely heavily invested in these four banks that are abusing its customers, that are committing uh, securities fraud and uh, releasing toxic securities to the public. And so uh, we are, in a sense, or actuality, um, contributing to these, these banks, uh, the pressure to these banks, because it's needed for our retirees. In order to retire, uh, we need these banks to make profits. And so it's this vicious cycle that's going on with the retirement accounts and the, the pressure to increase profits and the regulations. And none of this seems will ever seem to go away. Uh, and that's why I always say this is a broken financial system. So uh, what do we do? How can we fix our broken uh, financial system? What can regular people do to invest in a way that does that? which leads us to our financial tip of the day. Now, there are a couple of things. First of all, um, I highly encourage everyone to bank with a credit union. Credit unions are nonprofit. So whenever they have revenues that exceed their expenses, oh, it doesn't make uh, the company richer and, and you know the, the, the members wealthier. Instead, all of that, that revenue gets pumped right back into the credit union, and, which allows it to offer services to benefit the community it serves, such as financial edu education, uh, lower loan costs, reduce fees for using their uh, branches, higher interest rates on uh, the savings accounts, and, 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 and so on. So it's not only in uh, our system's best interest that you uh, bank with a credit union, it's in your own best financial interest to bank with a credit union. Uh, not only that, credit unions, as I mentioned before, are, are community-based. And so there isn't this concentration of wealth and power with credit unions. They're dispersed all over the country. And there are so many of them uh, where, where there isn't this, this power that, that happens where they can dictate uh, who gets funding and, and who doesn't, which these large corporations, these large banking corporations do have that kind of power. Uh, also, uh, with, this, with the for-profit uh, a model of banking. Uh, you have a board of directors, which is very homogenous. Uh, most of the people on the, these, the board of directors uh, have MBAs from, uh, you know, these top tier um, educational institutes, institutions. For example, at Silicon Valley Bank, seven of the 12 board members all had MBAs from Stanford. 
and they the the board these 12 members they made horrible investment decisions that not only uh, affected their customers but the entire banking industry uh it it, it cr created uh a shockwave throughout the stock market and people lost a lot of money um guess who didn't make money uh, the executives uh they again had their golden parachutes uh first republic ceo he sold millions of dollars of stock uh, a few months before it collapsed um and he claims that it was for estate planning purposes that's it, it's impossible to prove that it wasn't but it's very suspicious and my own speculation is that it doesn't seem to be of uh, it, it doesn't seem that it was because of estate planning um and it, there is an appearance of uh, some some fraud happening and and knowing that insider trading now I, this is pure speculation i there's no evidence that suggests that it is very suspicious though okay so uh credit unions they're wonderful uh what else can we do invest in a way well we can become uh crowd investors now there is one class of crowd investing called crowd lending where regular people you and me can pool our money together oftentimes individual lenders can put just ten dollars and a, a large enough uh, amount of us can fund loans just like a bank does uh, but instead of the profits going to the banking industry and which will eventually trickle down to uh, retirement uh, investors well it can go directly into our uh, retirement accounts or regular investment accounts um or just our bank accounts and we can profit from it completely cutting out the middleman this is what technology has allowed us to to do it allowed it it has allowed us to come together as a group to pool small amounts of money of just about anybody uh with a bank account and ten dollars is able to become a crowd lender and this is a a, a way we can invest in, in people who are often overlooked for loans. One such group is small businesses. Um, now, it wasn't until 2015 and 2016 through the JOBS Act that regular people could even invest in a small business. Uh, and the only way they were allowed to do it was because of Regulation A plus and Regulation Crowdfunding which allowed the general public access to uh, invest in small businesses uh, via crowdfunding and crowd lending. So this is a very unique time in history where the just regular people like you and me, we can change the system. We can fix the system and we can profit from it. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know the three secrets to fix our broken financial system, legally, ethically, and without confrontation, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.